everyone, as ever, you are keeping it real with Khadija and today I'm very excited to invite a fellow BBC Apprentice star. She was on the most recent series and a finalist and, spoiler, might actually now be working with Lord Sugar. I've got the wonderful Scarlett Morton on the line. How are you, Scarlett? Hi, Khadija. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Sorry, I missed out the, the your, I realise your name is double-barrelled. Are you Scarlett Allen Horton or Scarlett Horton? Yeah, Scarlett Allen Horton. Oh, it's, not, it's not a big deal. <laughs> anyway, how are you? How are you during lockdown? Yeah, well, okay. It's a really strange time, isn't it? I think um, at first you kind of go into like hibernation. It's like, right, we're going to be okay and we're planning and so forth. But now it's at a point where I'm just a bit like a bit over it and I want to have a bit of normalisation. But I understand, obviously, that we've got to just go with the flow. So. I know. You know what I miss? I miss one, going to take the kids swimming at our local David Lloyd and two, just going out for dinner. And I know it's yeah. a first world problem, but I just miss it, you know? I totally, totally agree with you. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but do you just feel like you're constantly cleaning and cooking? Oh, like, no. I, I don't know. I feel like I've gone back to the like I've gone to the nineteen fifties. I don't understand what's happened. It's like you're trying to run a business, become a school teacher, clean and cook constantly, and then you've become a bit fanatical about your house as well because you hear so much. Yeah, and do you know what? When you've got what do they say? Clear house, clear mind. It, yeah, yeah. Anywhere mess, it actually puts me off. So I choose to do these recordings in my bedroom because I keep it tidy. Whereas yeah. the other rooms, I can't guarantee. So I just thought I'd stay here. Because it's time. <laughs> oh, my, Soraya, my eldest just, she's doing makeup. Let me show you. Hold on. Oh. She's doing my makeup. She looks lovely. Oh. Lots of blush on. And uh, she said, what about the baby's room? So we're expecting our third. So the baby's oh, I know. Congratulations to you, by the way. I don't know how, you're, how you are managing and juggling everything with two young children in the house and being pregnant as well. That's I think I'm a bit crazy, to be honest. But third of <laughs> third of final. Do you know what? Yeah, you having? having another girl, aren't you? Yeah. Do you watch the Kardashians? Not really, but obviously, I, I know, I know. You know, I have done before. Well, I am like obsessed with the Kardashians. Love it. That's my like guilty pleasure. So I just think I'm becoming like Kris Jenner, their mum. I'm going to yeah, be their mum. All these girls, yeah, and I was going to push them into the limelight somehow, little mama Jeff. Uh, you've got one daughter, is it? No, I've got two girls. I've got two, two girls. Wow. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got two girls, um, so I can totally relate to you. And I don't know if your girls are probably old enough yet, but mine are into the TikTok. It is ongoing TikTok dances. I'm trying to talk about like maths, and they're going straight into a full-on TikTok dance. So yeah, it's fun times. But it's, I have to say, I mean, I've not, I haven't had a son, so I can't relate. But I just have to be honest. I love having girls. They're so loving, and they're all close to mum as well. You know. So, yeah. How old are yours? How old are your girls? Um, my eldest daughter's 12, believe it or not. And my youngest daughter's eight. So, um, yeah, they're at really nice ages now where I feel like they're, they're, they're still children, but they're like mini adults and they're quite low maintenance in, in some ways, but high maintenance in other ways, though, Khadija. <laughs> Are they arguing? My girls have just started. Uh, that she she started it. They've started Sage, but she started it. Yeah. And it's happening already. They're only five and three, nearly six oh. and four. And I've already got the she started it. Are yours getting on each other's nerves yet or not yet? 
you know what? They're actually really close. And because there's, don't get me wrong, there's always bits of argument. And then like you walk in and they're having a full on physical fight. But then the next moment they're getting married, like they're the things that seem to go on in our house. Um, but actually they get on really, really well. My eldest daughter is just in fact they're just really close I'm sure your girls are as well they're really like they even want they like sleeping together and all sorts like they're really really close sisters so they do bicker from time to time but on the whole they get on really really well yes good and how are you finding it then because obviously you can't see friends and family are you getting a bit of cabin fever do you know yeah only now though I would say at this point probably over the last week I'm a bit like mm, ready for a little bit of normality now and obviously like business wise it's impacted a lot which I'm sure it has for most people anyway um so that's been tricky but you know it'll be all good and um yeah missing family missing friends doing lots of virtual kind of meetups and reaching out to people that I actually haven't spoken to for a while because you take the time to check in and make sure everyone's well so actually there's been some really nice positives from it and we've got like a family group chat now which keeps going off but it's actually really nice we interact probably more now than we did pre-quarantine so <laughs> yeah I don't know if it, I've been the last week as well to be honest so we're, we're yeah. like nine I think we started a bit earlier because I'm pregnant etc um but the last week has been really getting to me uh I'm such a hustle and bustle type of person and I actually didn't realize how much that's good for my mental health like yeah anxiety mainly but since becoming a mum I get health anxiety you know like yeah. if I've got a niggle then I think oh my god it's something majorly serious you know it's just something my mum has and I've had it usually I'm so busy I don't have time to think about stuff you know I just don't yeah. have like but when you're not, I think mental health can be really impacted because you've just got this time on your hands. Even though we're trying to keep busy, we're not at networking events. We're not out mixing with people. You know, it is kind of strange, isn't it? How are you finding yeah. mentally that you're coping with, like, not having that hustle and bustle? Yeah, I think it's been quite difficult, actually. Like, I'm very, very, well... I like to think that I'm very productive or very on the go all the time. And then you slow down a bit and you think, oh, perhaps that's a good thing. Actually, it's nice for us to kind of just chill a little bit and watch Netflix sometimes and spend more quality time together. Um, but actually mentally now at this point, I'm kind of a bit keen to get back into a busier, a busier pace of life. It has taught me, though, that it's important to have more balance. And I think now moving forward, we'll probably have a little bit more balance in our life and make sure that we're spending, you know, quality more quality time together um but these probably over the last week or so I had some some carpets put down um that were sorted out pre-quarantine but now that we're finally able to fit them and um I have to say it's thrown me into my house and I'm like oh I'm gonna go to B&Q after this I'm like right I need to paint this wall and oh my god that skirting board so <laughs> that's distracting me a little bit yeah, it is not because that's the thing, particularly when you're a parent and you're running a household, you know, not to say that it's not difficult for normal entrepreneurs without children. But I think when you do become, I love the word mumpreneur, I'll ask you about that in a minute. But when you become a, an entrepreneur and you're a parent, there are little things like, you know, you've got to make sure you've done the food shop in the screen yeah. behind the Zoom. I've got my online food shop that I need to process for click and collect at Tesco. So, you know, you're yeah. trying to in all of these plates all of all at the same time um, yeah, yeah yeah but we're doing it Scarlett just about just just about just about <laughs> sometimes it's better than other days 
Yeah. So let's talk a bit about The Apprentice then. So um, obviously you're away from your kids. I found it so hard. Mine were one and three. I had a little key ring that I wasn't supposed to have, but I looked at it at night time and I didn't tell them that I had it. Um, hard, especially if you're there until the end, yeah. um, which, yeah. you know, I was only two days shy of the end and you were there right until the end. How did you find it being away from the kids and everyone for so long? Yeah, really difficult, actually. But... It, really, really difficult. I'm, you know, super close with my girls. Um, but I, I'd made the decision that actually, if I was going to do it, I was going to put my all into it, and that really they're my motivation, which you can probably relate. So it's just, you know, everything, everything I do really is for for them. It's for the girls. So I kind of just thought about it that way. But I knew that I wasn't going to, in my mind, going to be sacrificing the time that away from them that I did and putting pressure on my mum who looked after them and all that kind of stuff in that period of time. If I wasn't going to absolutely, you know, really go at it with every single thing that I had. So, so that was my mentality with it. It was hard. But you know what, Khadija, and you can probably relate, it's such an intense, intense, intense process. And mm -hmm. it's so many long hours. It was probably the biggest possible distraction ever. And actually, in many ways, you're just so in this, this crazy world that actually it's quite distracting as well. So it, it, I cope with it better than I thought. But, um, oh, yeah, it was amazing when I came home to them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I literally came home the day after Soraya's what was it? What was it? her fifth birthday? Fourth birthday? Oh. I can't remember. One of her birthdays. I literally came home the day after and I remember going to the post office near the house and posting her a little thing and then asking in the morning if I could use their phone to call her. You know, I did have a bit of a diva moment that morning because they were still asleep and I was like, no, she'll be awake. I've got a call. Um, oh, yeah, I can understand. Yeah. But can I just say, by the way, you presented yourself so well throughout the show so oh, thank respected, you. not like little miss aggressive over here <laughs> um do you know what though when I watch myself back I'm like god Khadija so I've, I've got no, no um uh no regrets really to be honest and off the back of it I've got a brand keep it real with Khadija so I'm grateful for it yeah but watch your year and particularly characters like you and Pamela and Karina all of you were very cool calm and collected and I did think to myself Khadija you should have been a little bit more like that maybe a little bit you no, know? no no I think be yourself and um, and actually I have to say my my mom and my brother are avid fans and they they thought you were great so oh, there you go oh, thank you <laughs> love you mom and brother thank you so much yeah I've I've got to be totally honest with you. When I was during the process, everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're so calm. You're so collected. Like you've so, so got it together. In my head, I didn't. But maybe externally, I came across like that. Until I actually watched it back and I was like, gosh, you are really calm, Scarlett. I didn't realise I was that calm, actually, in that scenario. At home, I'm not always that calm. Um, but at work, I think I probably am pretty much like well, I am like that. Um, so yeah, thank you. But I, I learned that a little bit about myself. That isn't how I would have necessarily describe myself it's funny isn't it and I learned that I'm a hothead <laughs> oh well passion um, passion passion, passion. passion. Exactly. Thank you, darling. Um, so let's talk some candidates. I, I don't know if you've listened to my interview with Karina, but I loved it. That girl was not holding anything back. She was like, Doo -doo -doo. Um, but candidates, your year, 
I've got to be honest, our year, we've, we've got a WhatsApp group. I mean, I think the only ones that really had friction were me and Jackie. And even we were able to like, you know, just forget about it, whatever, we're different people, it's fine. But your year, woo, I loved it for the drama, I've got to be honest. So what happened? How did you feel with all of that going on and since the show? It was a lot. It was a lot. Do you know, to be honest with you, I, I don't know what they all thought of me. I don't even know. I got on with everybody, um, I think anyway. But I was very much very focused. So I didn't want to become really, really pally with anyone. And actually, my normal character would be very, very friendly. And I was friendly, but I wasn't overly, overly pally. Um, because, because, you know, you might have them in the boardroom the next day and I'm not fake. So I don't want to sort of act like this and then, oh, well, by the way, I'm just about to throw you under the bus. So I kind of kept a little bit of a distance, but was still cool with everybody. But some of the characters, Khadija, were a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. But you know what? It added to the drama. It added to the fun um, of it all. And you could just, if anything, what I found really interesting was just what you just know it's just about to go off and you're just watching it and you're watching it and you're thinking oh good god forget the task it was the dynamics of the people um that you were constantly having to kind of navigate all the time um but yeah yeah i don't know is there anyone in particular <laughs> how did you stay out of it though how did you like manage to swerve it all the time do you know, I, I think, and I can't speak for, um, I can't speak for any of the candidates and they might say something completely different, but I think that, I think that they respected me, I think, I hope. Um, so actually I didn't really get brought into many things, to be honest with you, and I think they respected how focused I was. Um, and also I just didn't, I just didn't entertain it. So if I'd hear the bitchiness, I don't want to be involved in it. Actually, I don't really want to hear it. Um, it's actually not my character, to be honest with you. I'm just... I've got no interest in that. And uh, and I get where a lot of them are coming from. Some of them are, some of them are, you know, real kind of spotlight hungry. Some of them are just big characters, you know, and I respected all that and, and I respect who they are. But yeah, for, for me, you know, I, I also was really conscious the whole way throughout that some of my industry would first of all be a bit like, um, I don't know, would have mixed feelings potentially on the show of The Apprentice. So the last thing that I needed to do professionally was kind of, come out of that and lose credibility in my industry and that that because at the end of the day it's my industry that you know feeds me and my girls and so I, I had all of those thought processes kind of going on in in my mind as well but some of them characters Khadija there were times I, sh I assure you that I thought oh if I was out of this house I would have a lot to say a lot a lot to say. I'm shocked about I'm going to put it out there. This girl's tried to get a blue tick about five, six times. Some of your year, they've come out week one. They're like blue ticking it up. They've got agents. They're doing... I'm like, hello, did I miss something here? What did I not do to get this? <laughs> well, I haven't done any of that. And I think I'm probably the only candidate that hasn't applied for the... or haven't got the blue tick situation. I just... I'm not that, that fussed. But... Um, <laughs> but maybe I need to be more on it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're on it. I think a lot of them were on it. But you know what? They've used it as a platform, haven't they, at the end of the day? And that, that's the right way to go about it. So, um, but yeah, I, I think in comparison to your year, I think quite a lot of candidates are more focused maybe around their platform and their presence. Oh, um, so there's a bit more, there's more of a reality element going on yeah. rather than necessarily there is a business obviously but there's the reality as well as some business yeah. um going on. 
and there's nothing wrong with that you know good on them yeah whatever but no you're right you know what i am uh, shout out to my year a lot of love because we you know all of us really did want to win and uh, it wasn't really just for a platform well definitely not for me anyway i was there you know fighting to get to the top um equally there you had some really great friendships so you and karina obviously get on really well i saw throughout the yeah. show you and marianne i've met up yeah. with marianne she lives near me Marianne's so, fabulous yeah yeah. And you become like sisters, right? So Camilla, Sarah, Anne, Sean, for me, they're literally my sisters, Jasmine. So they're the only ones that are ever going to really understand what it's like to go through this whole crazy process um, and yes. be in the same house. So you slept in the same rooms, you know? Yeah. So have you been, you know, have you kept in touch quite a lot since the show with those? Yeah. So we've got a, we've got a group. So, um, so we I do we stay in contact with quite a few of the candidates actually and get on really well with them. Um, so you know the likes of of course Karina, um, Pam, Tommy, Lewis, um, there's a few of us. Um, and then also yeah, absolutely stay in touch with Marianne. Marianne's fabulous, and actually she was the one person I was probably quite close to in the house. But we were we were bunkered together, so that's what can you know that that you really do you really do form good friendship. Um, but yeah, if I'm honest, I'd be happy really to. You know, even Lottie, I got on well with Lottie. I mean, she's a character in her own, but, you know, I got on very well with Lottie. Um, yeah, you know, but what I will say, in our, our, in our year, there was definitely divides. There's no doubt about that. It wasn't like everybody was getting on really well. There was definitely separate groups going on, and some of those groups maybe weren't the best of friends. So that it was a bit divided. That must have been hard to live in a house like that, though, no? Yeah, I think everyone got on and there were some people that got on with everybody, but there was there was a divide. Yeah, there yeah. was a divide. And I think it was difficult for some of the people that perhaps weren't necessarily in that inner kind of, of group. But yeah. I, like I say, I was, I was sort of just speaking to everybody. I was quite, yeah. frankly, I was quite happy on my own. <laughs> so. so boardroom. So I used to shake. Yeah so crazily in the boardroom. I don't know if it was because the aircon was so cold or because I knew it was freezing or because I knew Lord Sugar was coming but something and I used to think that the camera was going to show my teeth chattering how did you find boardrooms do you know what I, I'm with you actually I have to say like first boardroom and I was I was like PMing I was okay I was kind of like no I feel all right but as you start to understand the process and understand like how people get ridiculed in that boardroom and how long those boardrooms can go on for each time I'd go back to boardroom, I'd start to feel a bit more nervous because you're constantly thinking about what have I done? What, how can I justify? What was my standout moments? What, you know, you're con it's like having a, P a PBR every, every single time you're in the boardroom. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, I really respected, obviously, Lord Sugar, Karen and Claude. And I have to say, you know, the one thing I did take from it is everything that was said was accurate. And so at the end of the day, you know, yeah, it is really nerve wracking. You don't know what their opinions are. You might think you've done something amazing and then they're like, that's awful or vice versa. And that's what's difficult to predict. But I just kind of had the attitude that actually I'm going to give it my absolute all. I'll go in there, be super honest, explain what I've done and what I think others have and haven't done. And be fair, you know, um, and actually I, I, I think that approach worked pretty well. But those end boardrooms, Khadija, the final five one and the final boardroom. Those ones were, were, were moments of crying going on. Those were a lot. <laughs>
Well, do you know what? For me, I think I was a little bit the other way. I had in my mind, I can't be the first one to go. I can't yeah, go before. I can't go before. And then as you get closer, you're like, if I don't make it to final five now and I've done all of this, what, you know, I've got to, I've got to, there's no, you know, and I was lucky it was a chocolate challenge and I'm all right with food. So I was like, yes, come on. Um, but I love Lord Sugar. Like I've always been such a huge fan. So it felt like my dad was like telling me off or like, I'd really be like, okay, yes, yes, Lord Sugar, you know. And so when I got told that I was like Kim Jong-un in um, week two and I was, project <laughs> I thought, no, because you've put your heart and soul in. And by week two, you don't really understand Lord Sugar's comments. You know, you don't, you don't get, you don't understand that there is an element of entertainment. Like, I don't know, maybe I was naive, but I thought I was going on and I've smashed it. Like I did well. I don't understand. Why am I still getting dug out? But like you said, as the weeks go on, you start to understand, no matter how perfect you are, there's still something that you messed up on. How do you feel yeah. now, um, you know, looking back at some of the stuff that Lord Sugar said, like you said, everything they said was accurate, but were there some times where you were like, hold on a minute, or you wanted to say, hold on a minute, I did pretty good there, like leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. so do you know what, I have to be honest, I think because, of course, we don't see everything that happens in the boardroom. But I actually think, on the whole, Lord Sugar, Karen and Claude were pretty complimentary, actually, of kind of things that I did throughout the process. And I was a bit like, oh, my gosh, you know, until it got really down to my own business. And then he went in, Khadija. I mean, he went in. And that, I was ready to push back on every inch of the way because I know my industry. I know what I've, I've done and I've committed to for the last, like, you know what eight years um and also i'm so passionate about it it's almost like a, an offense for you to even question what i do you know and, and whilst i take on board the feed yeah i'll take on board the feedback don't get me wrong you know of course i would respect the feedback but if i disagreed with something called my business model I'll, I'll push back on all that that i found really hard so rather than it being a personal kind of you know thing it was more when it came to sort of my business so i found that more tricky especially because we we talked and i I didn't show so much but there was quite a lot of talk you know from me about how how do we support um especially you know senior females um and bang talent into those senior positions and actually there's a lack there and actually we really really want to contribute and use this as a platform to help support that talent and he just really struggled um to get his head around that and that's that's because because you know I guess there's more traditional viewpoints going on there you know it, it's a transition for everybody yeah well good for you when linda went in on my cleaner business i was like hey actually it was circulated on youtube khadija screams at linda i'm like i'm not screaming i just talk loud hello i'm just talking loud shush anyway linda's not a joke linda's not a joke <laughs> she's serious this house she's been on my podcast i've been to her house we're like besties now who would have thought it do you know what? I actually, funny enough, I started following her on Instagram. Um, I think yesterday or the day before, and we messaged back and forth about her podcast. I was like, "Oh my god, she's amazing!" So, um, yeah. So there we go. Fun times. Right. So that brings us perfectly onto your business. So, yeah. Give a little bio of your business. You're in recruitment, right? Yeah, so executive recruitment. So um, that's what I've spent my career within. Um, but the business Harper Fox Partners um, was founded two years ago, actually. Um, and we basically place leadership talent across the global engineering and manufacturing markets. Wow. And so you mentioned there about females. So yeah. 
you're, you do, you place both genders into roles, but you've got a passion for putting females into senior positions. Yeah. So we, so we, we place, of course, both, both genders into positions. First and foremost, we're a research business, but we do a lot in our industry and working with businesses around female talent, um, BAME talent, and actually just attracting talent into the manufacturing and engineering industries in the UK. Um, so with young people as well. So we do a lot um, with, you know, Chamber of Conference, um, with big businesses. Um, so yeah, we, we do a lot around that and just supporting businesses within that ill because that's more of a, more passions than anything else but it's certainly needed to continue to move the industry forward go on girl so tell me about how it started so obviously you mentioned a little bit on the show you're a single mum so tell me a little bit how did this happen how did you get into it so oh gosh wow I am um, I, I, I mean in many ways I wasn't sure what I wanted to do which is probably the same for most people apart from those lucky people that are like I want to do this but most people don't really know what they want to do themselves is my observation for being in recruitment yeah. and um and actually I was that person I didn't know and yeah I had my I had my daughter young my eldest daughter um I moved out young and I just the only thing I knew was that I needed to work really really hard and I needed to earn money because I needed to pay for my at the, at the time was uh, like a bed sit literally a bed sit <laughs> a bed with a toilet and um and then obviously I had a daughter and um I needed to of course pay for her so I was always really really ambitious but I just wasn't sure what to do I didn't have any formal education um I had my school grades obviously but, but I didn't I just went straight to work so instead I just my plan was just to work really 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 hard and actually that worked really well for me I, I used to work for Virgin and I got spotted and I got progressed and I went through sort of management um sort of tracking really quickly and really young like about I don't know 19 when I had my daughter and and did that and um and then I actually started to kind of support with some candidate assessment stuff because I wanted to base some of it on me and I was a bit like oh okay then so it was kind of opened up this new world and I have to be honest Khadija I was a bit like gosh people pay people to bring them into the business like really this is actually a, a sector which sounds so naive now but I really did I couldn't get my head around that people would pay people to get them into a position you know um and then I just went and I did more work with Virgin and then I went externally and I worked for a big global recruitment business and understood then how it works and, and how to go about things and so forth and and actually, I really like kind of the candidate analysis side and understanding the mentality and the attitudes and all that stuff. So I went and did some work within that field. Um, but ultimately, I knew that, look, I, by that point, then I had two girls, like two daughters, and I knew that I wanted to buy a house at some point, that I was about where I was in my life in terms of having a house and having two children. I was about 10 years in front of where I probably should be in terms of my age, which put loads of pressure on me. <laughs> so I was like oh my gosh like these children are going to need a bedroom of their own and I want to be able to buy a house and I want to be able to do all these things and it could of course you know from my personal experience it does put you on a back foot it's a very difficult journey um and so yeah I, I guess that's probably been really the main sort of driver and then ultimately I realized that you know, within this industry, I can do this for myself. And the more sort of respect you earn and the harder you work and the more experience you have, you know, I can do this for myself. And I could see some gaps um, that, you know, I felt that I could I could kind of address and, and fill. Um, and then really the pivotal moment was I um, went into, I went and worked for a small firm then, but in a more senior position. And I was going to be a shareholder in that firm. 
and just had and I've you know I'm not someone that has uh, sort of any issues really in terms of working relationships or anything like that and I just um, noticed that uh, the business owner and myself our viewpoints on some ethics and things like that weren't aligned and actually that was what spearheaded me to think why am I like I'm just going to do this myself and I I was under huge pressure I literally left that business and I had like three weeks to be able to bring in business I had a month's worth of money um to be able to bring in business to pay at that point to pay my mortgage obviously pay for the girls bills everything and no one you know to rely on or anything and I just thought I'm going to do it. I could just feel it in me. And I just was up creating the business. You know, you've been there, I'm sure. Branding it, you're three in the morning. You just go, go, go. And, you know, and about two and a half weeks in, because I couldn't go to any of the other clients that I'd previously had uh, because of uh, contractual clauses for a period of time. And about two and a half weeks in, um, I, won, I won some business, which I knew would, would save the business really for, for about four or five months. Um, and that's what happened. Um, and I'm still so grateful for that client to this day. And he probably doesn't even realise actually the position um, that I was in at that point. But yeah, um, and I could have gone. You're honestly bringing tears to my eyes. Ah. This has been honestly the first interview. I'm welling up. Like, oh. it's just, and I think because, you know, maybe, you know, I'm with Simon, and, but we've had our ups and downs and stuff. But, you know, when I, I left home at 15 and went and stayed in a, in a hostel because I didn't yeah. get on with mum, and then I went back Me home. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, me and my mum have always had a, so I just feel like I really related to everything that you were saying. And I'm so, I don't want this to sound condescending, but I'm so proud that you were oh. like, I'm going to work hard and I've got these kids and I'm going to give them everything. And it really pulls at my heartstrings because I know what it's like. And there's so many women and I want this to resonate with everyone listening, women, men, whatever, you know, some people have children and they might have them young or or even they don't but something happens and they feel like they're you know they can't do what they want to do or they can't have the best of everything because let's be honest kids do hold you back whether we like it or not it's hard work so the fact that you're like no matter and when you kept saying i just worked hard i worked hard you need to have that hustle i mentor a lot of people now and uh And a couple of mentees that I've had in the past when I've said to them, you know, what do you want? And they say financial freedom. And I Mm. go, okay, how do you think you're going to get there? And, you know, you've either got the work ethic or you haven't. And entrepreneurs or successful multimillionaires or billionaires, they've done nothing necessarily extraordinary in terms of like, you know, rocket science or brain surgery. But all they've done is work their backside off. And that is what I admire so much that you just said, I just worked really, really hard because you had no choice. Yeah, no choice. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that means a lot, actually, because I guess when it's your own story, you were just a bit like, you're used to it. But when you see someone else's reactions, like, oh, gosh, you know, thank you. That does mean a lot. Yeah. I don't, I've never welled up before on an interview. Uh I think, and because you've got two girls and I've got two girls, you know, it must yeah. be pulling my heart. Huge congratulations. So how long is your business, the business that you set up yourself, what's it called again, just so everyone knows? Yeah, it's called Harper Fox Partners. Harper Fox Partners. And how long has that been running for now? Um, just two years. We just had our two-year birthday in quarantine the other day. <laughs> oh, go on, girl. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Thank you. 
And how's it going? Because uh, I've heard quite a lot through the grapevine that recruitment industries are struggling a little bit during this. Yeah. People aren't recruiting, et cetera, et cetera. How are you yeah. finding it at the minute? Do you know what? Like the business itself has gone so well since we established it. You know, I'm so grateful for that, actually. Um, recently, over the last two months, the industry just turned around overnight. That's the reality. Um, and actually, most things were just placed on hold. Um, but I have to say, over the last couple of weeks, I'm start, we're starting to see some momentum again, which is really, really positive. And I think for me, and my attitude has just been at this time is, how do I support my team? How do we support our clients? Um, yeah. And I think everyone's in the same position, you know, and that's the reality. Um, and it's just about getting through this period of time, and then there will be a recovery period. And then, of course, we, you know, we try and capitalise as much as possible at that time. But it is yeah. a strange time. Um, yeah. But yeah, so on the whole, though, it has been okay but of course it's of course it's impacted us yeah yeah good but you stay positive that's all you could do yeah, do yeah so, definitely yeah okay so in terms of just so people know that are listening if they're looking for a senior role so you mentioned engineering yeah. um so can you just give me like an idea what kind of candidates you'd be looking for and if they're listening to contact you yeah all clients <laughs> um so yeah so yeah so we we work with manufacturing and engineering businesses across the world um in all different industries um as long as you manufacture uh we, we will work with you and really for us it's director level upwards so director across the fields you know sales operations engineering um, managing directors and c-level all the c-level and board talent is is talent nice. that we work with. and your website what's your website um, www.harperfoxglobal.com harperfoxglobal.com okay so now thank you so much for that let's touch upon the fact that you didn't win you were um you came second still a huge achievement however what happened after because i hear now that you're actually working with the lord himself yeah i don't know how much i can say i've got to be totally honest but um but yeah karina Karina was the winner, which is fantastic. Um, but actually, um, we also were, were, were offered um, investment, which is amazing. And that's ultimately what I wanted, was the investment in the platform. So, so I'm, I'm very, very happy with that. 50 with the Lord now. So same, same yeah. as if one. Yeah. Scarlet! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that doesn't happen often either. No, so, no. You know, I don't, has he ever done that before? No, not. He's done. He's done joint winners. I think a couple of years ago, but he, I don't think he could do that again. Um, no. Yeah, I don't think that was going to be permitted to happen again. Yeah, so no, he hasn't done 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 it in this way before. No. So you've got the Lord on WhatsApp. You messaging yeah. him on text. <laughs> I asked, who did I ask? I asked Sean. I said, "Has he invited you round for a soup or a stew?" yet and she was like why would he invite me round <laughs> why would he invite me round for a soup i'm like i don't know i thought maybe business people do this uh, who knows but um how was it working with the lords obviously you must have been so thrilled when he offered oh yeah of, of course a absolutely absolutely um do you know what? It's really early days, to be honest. But no, everything has been really possible, uh, really positive. Him, his team, been fantastic. So it's still early days, and I think was because obviously everything's a little bit different at the moment as well. That's it's a strange time for everybody. Um, but no, it's been really positive, and I'm kind of just really looking forward to when things start to go back to some normality. Really, kind of 
moving the business forward and working you know strategically with the guys to to really kind of do that so now I'm super super excited about it all and you should talk about it why not you're a winner as well you're a winner you know you've got investment I would be shouting it all over the place if it were me you know um what was I just about to say to you? I was going to ask you then. Oh, so how long after, you know, obviously Karina was announced the winner, uh, then you filmed the You're Fired, uh, You're Hired show. So was it kind of immediately or did you have to almost prove yourself a little bit more before the offer came over? No, I, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say. I've got to be honest with you, but no, I knew, I knew very, very quickly. But I'm not oh. sure how much detail I can give, yeah. Oh, don't worry, he'll be fine. Tell us, it's okay. <laughs> He's like, don't, don't tell her anything. Um, well, tell him I said hi, anyway. <laughs> tell the team, hey. Um, okay, so what's the plans? What's your, your five-year plan for, you know, with the recruitment? What do you plan? Yeah, so we, we had just opened up a new office, um, which is Birmingham, um, South Birmingham um, located, um, which is much closer to where I live, which is much better. Um, so we've done that. And then the plan really is to expand the team. So more than anything else, because we're a service business. So we've had, we've brought on a couple of new people, um, one of which has actually just started this week, which is amazing. Um, and all is going very, very well. Um, so yeah, the plan is, I mean, we'll probably just hold fire now and keep us that team and, you know, keep going whilst, whilst we weather this, this storm. Um, but yeah, the plan is just to, to grow the business. In terms of kind of, I guess, where to, do you know, I, I had this whole aspiration, oh my gosh, we're going to be this huge empire, it's going to take over and so forth. But actually, if I'm really honest with you, I think we want to grow it to probably uh, sort of keep it within an SME field um, of maybe sort of 50 to 100 people um, and just get it to a certain point over the next five to seven years where maybe we consider acquiring another business or perhaps we be acquired, we'll, we'll just say. Um, so that's kind of the plan from a business perspective but um, more importantly for, for us at the moment it's just about growing our client base getting out there and, and you know getting stuck into what we do best ah oh, I'm so proud and you know what I love that you just said that when I went on the show I literally had global world domination in mind like, yeah I, me too <laughs> and then you come off and and now I do get the pleasure having this podcast of building my brand and I closed my cleaning business down remarkably. I just decided, you know, my, it wasn't like it was something I was really passionate about. My daughter was born unwell. I just Googled a cheap business to start. You know, I didn't, I didn't really know what the hell I was doing when I got into it, to be honest. Um, but I did well for what I did. But then I realized that there were smarter ways that I could make money and I could do stuff that I actually love. And the yeah. more I see... The more global entrepreneurs or um, world dominating entrepreneurs that I meet, it's pretty exhausted to be them. <laughs> it's pretty tiring. You know, yeah, actually, yeah, oh, I can totally, I can totally relate. And, and you know what I've really thought, just touching on what you've said there, I think it's about being passionate about what you do. And that's, that's something that I've really kind of taken from this. I love, um, I do love what I do and you know supporting businesses supporting people really excites me but something else that I took from it actually is that I'm really passionate about understanding kind of leadership mentality and um and actually I do quite a lot of 
um, charity work with women and things like that. And actually, I'm going to do some more stuff in that field as well, because it's just getting that balance of you wanting to jump out of bed and have those passion projects as well as those professional projects and having balance. Have that global domination. More difficult to have a little bit of balance. (laughs) Yeah. And I think actually, you know, keeping it real, that's the name of the podcast, had I not have had children and be coming up to my 31st birthday, maybe, you know, the global domination thing would be like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. But equally, yeah. some days I don't want to work. I want to be with the kids. I want to go to the park. I want to put the washing on the washing line. That's rare. That's rare that I want to do that. But sometimes <laughs> I want to do that or paint the skirting boards, you know. So you really have to evaluate where you are in your life. And I've been in that shiny penny syndrome. I had a cleaner business. I started a street food business. I did this. I did that. I was, And, you know, it gets a lot. And the only thing that ended up being sacrificed was my relationship and my time with my children. So you have to have your priorities in order. And every time I mentor someone, I ask them, what is your why? And we do a plan. Like, why are you doing it because it's very easy to lose sight of why it is that you're doing it and then you know I've not seen the kids properly for days and I've been too busy worrying about this or stressed about that as long as you have your why at the forefront and you know why you're doing it then everything else will come yeah and you know what you're so right and and something else as well is that you want to build something that's sustainable that you can walk you can step away from because actually if you're Yeah, if you're the key value to that business, then actually you're going to be working that key value for the next 40 years. But actually at a point you want to step back, you want to do a little bit of travel or you want to, you know, you want to build something where you can actually take that step away and you're you're right, it's an asset. Um, And actually then those hours can start to reduce later on down the line. But yeah, Yeah. I I think that's, that's, that's something that I've been keeping at the forefront of my mind a little bit as well. Yeah, and I think working hard, like we've said from the beginning yeah. of this interview, working hard is so important, but equally, you have to work smart. And I yeah. think for a long time, I worked really, really hard, but I wasn't working smart. You know, yeah. I had overheads that I didn't need to have, fleet vehicles that were unnecessary. I was doing all of these things because I thought that's what I was supposed to do because I was in business. As your entrepreneurial journey grows i mean i always say about the kylie jenner scenario you know she's got like seven employees only four of them are full-time turns over a billion pounds everything's outsourced in china or wherever you know the girl works smart confined i used to think that that success was based on if you had a big office even up until the apprentice linda was saying what do you need an office in london for i'm like i don't know because <laughs> i do you know like because because that's what being successful is if you have a smart office yeah. It's not. It really isn't. No, it's no, not. Yeah, and that's and that's more and that comes more down to ego and status, doesn't it? And then we yeah. sort of need to ask ourselves: Actually, are we trying to please this ego that I've created in my mind to make myself feel important? Because yeah. that's what it actually is. Or actually, what is the value of doing that? Yeah. Um, and now you're, you're right, and I've been through that journey, and I, I, I can relate to exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Because because there are going to be people listening at different places. And I just like to let them know, you know, like I've got one mentee, bless him. He wants, a, he wants to get himself a car and he's looking at BMW and Mercedes. I'm like, whoa, we've only just started out, mate. Let's get a little micro, see how we get on. And then we'll, we'll grow towards that, you know. So, um, yeah, a lot of change. And The Apprentice was brilliant. I call it business rehab. You learn so much about yourself, about business, yeah. about 
everything. Well, congratulations again that you're now working with Lord Sugar, and congratulations on absolutely everything you've achieved. Now, in every episode, we do two things. I'm going to ask you if you've ever played the yes-no game before. Um, the yes-no game? As in, <laughs> as in you, you can't, can't say yes. Yeah, you can't say yes and you can't say no. So every episode yeah. I ask two things. Have you ever played the yes-no game? And if you could be an animal, what animal would you be? So we'll start with the animal question. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be, Scarlett? Oh, wow. Okay. And I know there's like loads of psychoanalysis that can go with this, but I think I would be a bird, some kind of tropical bird so I could fly. I don't need to be a panther or a lion. Yeah, no. okay. Well, one of my uh, well mentors, Rob Moore, I asked him and he said it'd be an eagle. And I said, why? And he said so that he could poo shit on people when they trolled him on social media. So wow. I mean, if anybody was helpful to you, Scarlett, you've got that. You've got that ammo that you could do as a bird. Um, okay, I'm just going to bring my questions up for the yes, no game. The rules are simple. You can't take too long to answer and you can't say yes and you can't say no. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm going to try. I'm just going to fire my questions. Won't be a second. Do you know the hardest part of these interviews is not actually interviewing because I'm so inspired and excited to speak to everyone so that I didn't plan any questions for you today. It's just natural. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, because I'm so interested. So it's like I like to chat about it. But what, um, what I do find difficult is the yes, no game questions because you have to write them down. Otherwise, you can't think quick enough. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, don't worry. Don't worry. Okay, here we go. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. You need to stretch, take a few breaths. It's intense. <laughs> and if you do well, I tend to speed up because I want to try and catch you out. I'm sorry, it's the way I am. Okay, um, okay. Okay. On your marks, get set, go. Are you a morning person? I am. Do you sing in the shower? I do. Do you have a pet? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Is that what it Definitely not. Definitely I haven't. And then I still said no. <laughs> it catches people out. It catches people out. Can we have a retake? Or is that it? Is that my chance? Oh, no, we'll do a retake. It's okay, because I love you. We'll do it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, we're going to start from the next question. So you've not had this one yet. Do you like cornflakes? I don't. Do you like ketchup? I do. Have you ever run a red light? I have. Are you a fan of Justin Bieber? I'm not. Would you do a bungee jump? I wouldn't. Do you like scary movies? I don't. Are you afraid of the dark? I am. Is a Jaffa cake a biscuit? It is. Yeah! <laughs> So right, the first three questions were a warm-up. You did the rest. The majority was a win. There you go. She's won investment. She's winning at mum life. And now she just won on the yes-no game. Scarlett, it's a good day. It's a good year for you right now. Great day. It's a great day. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, my lovely. This has been an thank absolute you. pleasure. We finally yeah, got it yeah. done. Yes. 
Um, give the Chris Babies a big hug for me. And also um, tell your mum and your brother that I love them. Thank you for their support. Anything you want to leave? Any plug for the end? Anything coming up that you want to mention? Not really. Everything's on hold at the moment. Um, but do you know what I wanted to ask you though, Khadija, just offline. Is that going to mess this up if I just ask you? Or do you need no, to no, no, ask me. Yeah, that's fine. I just wanted to ask you because I was look. We were looking at uh, maybe doing some kind of podcast or some kind of maybe like a video series, a little bit. And I just wanted to ask you, just honestly, I'll have a look at your webinar. I was on the candlelight course again. That's why I missed it. Yeah. But just, but just honestly, I mean, from your perspective, how have you found it? Is it more of a passion thing or what do you think it is realistic to monetize it no do you know do you mind if i keep this in because i like this question because it will help yeah, perfect thanks for asking um so i'll be honest what more when i when the apprentice stopped airing in uh december 2018 so kind of january 2019 i started thinking i really don't want to do the cleaner business anymore i was yeah. thinking about options like creating an app and stuff and i just thought no it's not for me rob moore i reached out to rob moore i said i don't really know what to do i obviously need to earn some money my relationship wasn't in a good place we've been up and down for a long time and uh what shall i do rob said to me straight away could you just start a podcast you're on the yeah. apprentice you know you've got a brand etc etc i ignored him because i thought it was going to be a lot of effort take up a lot of time that i wasn't going to be able to make money from it um I then in April decided to listen to him. I'd been working with him for about four months and I was like, okay, let me look at this podcasting thing. And I'd had a lot of messages from people saying, Khadija, you were so real. You were so humble. So down to earth, you know, you weren't aggressive. You were this. So I was like, okay, keep it real. I am real. I can't help it. Whatever I say is honest and authentic. I'm not yeah. yeah. So keep it real. Although you're better at like being calm about it. I can't help that. <laughs> It's like, keep it real. With I know, when I'm at home. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, so keep it real with Khadija. I thought, that's quite catchy, actually. Anyway, cut a long story short, I decided if I was going to do something, I was going to look at it like an asset, like you said. And then I also was going to put my heart and soul into it. I'd done a little bit of training at BBC Radio Cambridgeshire after the show, and I'd watched some of the hosts and stuff. And it was, you know, I'm a people person is what I've realised. I do like mixing with people. Um, so I planned a launch party on the 1st of September, 2019. So just gone at Park Chinois in Mayfair. Ooh, someone's changed. Um, anyway, I got six and a half grand's worth of sponsorship. Um, I just wow. kind of started it. Yeah, I started plugging it. I said, look, this is going to be a big event. This is my baby now. I'm looking at it like, like that, et cetera, et cetera. Six and a half grand's worth of sponsorship. Amy Childs came um, for me to live interview. My fellow wow. apprentice co-stars came for me to live interview had my sponsors there some other private guests that i'd invited it was a great event we ended up in the daily mail um and then off the back of that i've just do you know what's so good about it is that you can get amazing successful people to give up an hour of their time for you it's not like you've just had a quick chat at a networking event and the fact that you've got the apprentice as a platform does help in my opinion it helped me but i've literally and i shared on my webinar i've generated eighty thousand pounds not to pay other people just me eighty thousand pounds in income from 
pretty much the first of October is when I started monetizing it until now. So 80 grand. And that has been through motivational speaking, using the brand, keep it real with Khadija, um, mentorship and business consultancy. So I go into businesses now is a good time that are struggling and use my sales skills, lead generation, business development knowledge to help them get more clients but it's really cool because I am the brand I live the brand I breathe the brand and it is all me so my answer is 100% not not to be a salesperson or whatever podcasting for me has changed my life that's just one business that I'm in at the minute I'm doing other things as well we're opening up a cafe and soft play in my local area but for me yeah, I just love to be able to speak. Like I had Grenade CEO, Alan Barrett, the other day. I've got Theo Pepitas and Vinnie Jones in the lineup. Tamsin Althway. I've obviously had you, Mark Wright. Lots of amazing people on my podcast already. And it's just, I've had Katie Price, Amy Childs, Linda Plant. They've all been on. And all of these people, you end up, I mean, I message Amy Childs on Pretty much every other day now we WhatsApp. Um, Leanne Brown from the Real Housewives of Cheshire. She's married to Wes Brown. He was Manchester United legend. She we message all the time about coronavirus stuff. So it's great for me because one, I make money and I build a brand. But two, I build this network of people that yeah. given up an hour. We've not just because you know you go to a networking event, you might see someone like Lord Sugar or Claude or yeah. Karen. You get to talk to them for five minutes, yeah. but that's it. you're forgettable after. But once these people have given you a whole hour or plus to sit and speak to you, you've built that rapport. And so they don't mind if you reach out to them after. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Now that's actually really, really helpful um, advice and insight. Thank you. Genuinely, yeah, um, I need to take that in. Yeah, even for your business, like I say to so many as well, have one for your business because you can yeah. go, you know, you could get the CEOs that you're working with. It gives that, it's like almost the live testimonial. So you could do it as you go and speak to other business owners, but equally live testimonials from your candidates and companies you're working with. And the best thing for me is when I do go to a networking event now, I don't take business cards. When people say, do you have a business card? I say, no, what phone do you have? And they'll say, oh, you know, an iPhone. And I go, oh, do you listen to podcasts? You don't. Okay, open the podcast app, download Keep It Real with Khadija. You're going to learn more about me and my network and the people that I help through that than you will ever learn from my business card you know yeah very nice no I like it I, I think you're absolutely right and actually it's that relationship building piece that you've talked about is really interesting so yeah I've been looking into it so I'll continue to do that but no I appreciate that advice I will I'm there but any help you need I'm a, I'm a trainer in podcasting for progressive success now so um okay. Tech stuff. I don't. They they have an agency. I use them for the uploading and and the show notes. I'm not good at that. But um, yeah. Any tips on like you know content or guests that you? And the best thing about podcasting, if you're in podcasting groups, once you've had a guest on your show, the chances are you might not have them again, or if you do, it won't be for about a year or something, because there's not much more you could talk about after you've already done your yeah. interview. So a lot of podcasters share guests in a sense. Like if you know that that guest is open to going on to other podcasts, you could say, oh, you know, after this, if you said, Khadija, I'd love to go on other people's podcasts. It's great for my business. I could plug it. I've got other friends that have got podcasts who would love to have you on. So it kind of becomes yeah. like everybody, you're growing and growing and growing continuously. Yeah. 
Okay, amazing, amazing. No, that's good. I'm going to do some research, but yeah, I'll be in touch with you as well if that's okay. Yeah, that'd be real. Message me any. Oh, God, tissue. That was for me crying. Um, <laughs> message me anytime. Like, I really love right. helping people, and you know, and I'm honestly really inspired by this interview. You've done amazing. Oh, well. Congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, enjoy the day with your girlies. Lots Thank of you. love. Thanks, Bye, darling. Bye. Bye.